I follow Brett Weinstein on Twitter, and a while back he posted a link to an article in Slate. And I, I want to read some excerpts from the article. I'll post a link to the entire article in the show notes. Quote, In the wake of the Kavanaugh hearings, a Dyke friend in her 20s posted that, real talk, she doesn't like men. I hit the like button super fast, feeling secretive and sort of guilty about it. In that click, I felt relieved to acknowledge an obvious truth. Most men treat women like something less than human, whether accidentally or on purpose. And that means it's hard to like them. I'd recently been scanning the men coming into my workplace, wondering about their histories of sexual assault. Is he a rapist? What about him? Where does he fall on the creep scale? I've been trained that the worst thing I can be is a man-hating dyke. But it's time to confront the latent homophobia in that insult and our fear that anger makes us seem too gay. Because anger, not fear, is precisely the emotion that's needed these days. Man-hater remains an insult we're afraid of. My first reaction to that was uh, was anger. I don't I don't like being hated by strangers for the sins, real or imagined, of a group. And then I started thinking more about what this woman's life is like. She hates men. Okay. I know someone who is racist. She's uh, she's quite unapologetic about her racism. Her hatred of an entire group of people makes her life painful and difficult. Because when she goes outside her home, she meets African Americans on the sidewalk, on the subway, at restaurants, where she shops, and where she works. She has to talk to them. She has to interact with them. And over time, and I know this will come as a shock, she's become more fearful and more filled with hate and more isolated and more bitter. Her world slowly has become very small and very cold and very dark. Now, I try to imagine living in a world where I hate half the people I meet. And I get exhausted and drained just thinking about it. So, and you know, and maybe this is, you know, cliche and trite to say, but I feel sorry for the woman who wrote that article. Both women, actually, the racist and the misandrist. Their hatred is ruining their lives. I feel like one of the signs of group prejudice or group hatred is being way too fast to jump to generalities. The haters, they take anecdotes as statistical evidence. 
a racist, uh, let's see, a racist might see an individual who is black do something bad and thinks, oh, all African Americans are bad. A misogynist sees an individual who is female do something bad and immediately thinks, oh, all women are bad. And pretty soon, we find ourselves hating an entire group of people. We stop seeing a person as an individual, but as, you know, fill in the blank. And pretty soon, they're all guilty. They're all to blame. They all need to be punished. They all need to board the trains for the forced labor camps or the gas chambers. You know, you know maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I just don't get it. Maybe hatred isn't ruining their lives. Maybe we've segregated ourselves into echo chambers so effectively. This woman, this misandrist, will get praise for her hatred. Maybe she'll get more opportunity in her community because she's known as a hater. And that will more than offset the lost opportunity from being closed-minded and prejudiced whenever she meets a man. Let's step back for a second. I think there's good news and bad news. The good news is that most people don't ascribe to hatred, either the far-right variety or the far-left variety. 80% of Americans see political correctness as a problem. And the races agree here. You know, 75% of African Americans... 79% of whites, 82% of Asians, 87% of Hispanics, 88% of Native Americans. Okay, so most people you meet are not possessed by hatred. The bad news, I think, is Nassim Taleb's rule of the intolerant minority. 3% of a population can get their way if they are extreme enough and loud enough especially if everyone else keeps quiet. In 1933, when Adolf Hitler assumed absolute power in Germany through the Enabling Act, 4% of Germans were Nazis. Only 4%. And maybe, you know, maybe this is the worst news. Because when I read that article, she seems proud of her hatred. You know, she talks about being a little guilty, but maybe I'm wrong. She seems proud. And a legitimate publication was willing to broadcast this message of hatred. Society, society only works if we give each other the benefit of the doubt, if we don't subscribe to collective guilt. And that's because life is really, really hard for women and for men. Nobody has it easy. Society only works if we cooperate. And this article broadcasts, you know, in game theory terms, defect. Not cooperate, defect. As though men and women were somehow different tribes, independent of each other. They aren't. A war between tribes can be won. A war between the genders can only be lost. Technological advancements like birth control and artificial insemination notwithstanding. You can't win a war against your spouse. 
You can't win a war against your parents. You can't win a war against your children. Now, I guarantee you, this woman thinks she's on the side of the angels. Because she hates a group she's labeled bad. And, I, I, you know, I get that appeal. Hatred is so easy. It's so much fun to hate, at least for a while. I mean, we've all been there. I've been there. When I hate someone, I get this rush of righteousness, of conviction, of certainty, of virtue. Virtue, not because of anything I've done, just because of who I hate. It's intoxicating. So let me be very clear. This woman is not the enemy. And neither, I really believe, is the misogynist or the racist or the homophobe. Again, I think the language of religion is useful here. The enemy is not the sinner. It's the sin. The enemy is hatred itself. Now, I don't know this woman. I don't know a good way to get her to stop hating. And maybe she's so possessed by her hatred, by her ideology, that there's nothing we can do to stop her hatred, which is tragic. But please, don't start. Don't start hating, even though it's tempting and sexy. Because hatred is like a lot of other habits. The first time is the hardest. And it's the time that seems most necessary, even virtuous. And then it gets easier.